every single time we do it. And I'm just smart enough to now I realize that we just hit record and the magic happens <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Welcome back to another great episode of Security Health Podcast. Today, I have a great friend and I, I guess I can call you a coffee master, uh, a, a Zen coffee master. That's that's what I think of you when you're making your coffee. Dustin Hayes from uh, Red, White and Badass Brew. How's it going, brother? It is going, man. It is going. Just blessed, man, and glad the holidays are here. Yeah, dude. How about it, yourself? It's a great time. It's a great time uh, now that I'm I'm finally in a healthier mind state these years. It's all about gratitude and being able to say, like, holy shit, Chris. Because, you know, we spend so much time being the grumpy dudes like, oh, man, <laughs> screw holidays. They're not that important. There's so many opportunities to have been, like, around real good friends. We were just like, nah, whatever. I'm going to be cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in my own. One bedroom apartment, hang out by myself. <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stay isolated. Yeah, Man, fuck all that. Yeah. Now be with friends, be with family, enjoy this time of year. Yeah, it's a good payoff. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, I mean, you know, that's kids strive on it, right? Yeah. I mean, this is how we get them in our next generation into the holiday spirit. Yes, because they go off our lead. Absolutely. You know, for grumpy. Yeah. They're going to be great. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know about holidays. I hate them. That means people are going to go out shopping. Yep. Like, no, go out, have fun, and make it a whole event for the family. Yeah, exactly. Lights. I love the light shows. I love being able to drive <laughs> around my neighborhood for the and look at the like the, the responsible adults that know how to hang lights because what I do is not. <laughs> nobody should do what I do. I, I wait till <laughs> yeah. I, I wait till the last minute, and when my wife's finally had enough, and she's like get the fucking lights up and it's just like ah god damn it and run up <laughs> go run up put them around the pillar hang around then like all right got lights around the perimeter we're good but i see the people that take the time to do like these amazing works of art and like a yeah, hats to you because electricity holy shit <laughs> and b like that's art that's beautiful art i enjoy it every time i drive by the neighbors that that take the time because it puts me in a better mood it helps everybody else get in the spirit so yeah everybody that's it man we have a we have a whole neighborhood that does it here yeah. where i live in Santee, california man whole neighborhood like it's like only like five or six houses out of this little neighborhood that don't do it, <laughs> it, it it's truly so you walk and then you walk around yeah they sell hot chocolate oh, popcorn shit. tamales like empanadas Dude, i mean that's the whole like thing. hallmark type shit right there a hundred percent a hundred percent it is it's like some you would see in a movie yeah that, i'm just waiting for you to tell me about the multicultural couple that came from the big city that falls in love after meeting at the <laughs> at your town like that just that's a dream come true that's awesome man but uh yeah dude um i want to know about you and how you got into coffee i i i know that when it comes to me have like having a dream and being vocal about it like that's a that's a huge step but like coming into a realization of of like, yeah, I, I'm going to this is my dream. Like, what was that journey like for you? Well, you know, I'm a high school dropout. Um, I, you know, I also fought along uh, Navy SEALs and uh, I, I uh, opened and operated a multimillion dollar business and exited another. You know, so that not too bad. Yeah. You already uh, had but, some experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have some experience. Um, you know, it's 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 not too bad. You know what I mean? But you know, when you have to really brace yourself for the truth, yeah. Uh, because 
if it wasn't for coffee, I wouldn't be here today. No. Like coffee literally saved my life. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in Yukon, Oklahoma and, uh, with my dad and, uh, you know, just really didn't do a whole lot in school. Um, I was just always that kid. It was just kind of always behind, you know, like couldn't really wasn't academically there. Um, but no big deal. Um, grew up, you know, kind of fairly normalish. It was just me and my dad, you know, so it was like a bachelor lifestyle. You know, so I didn't really have a woman figure in my life to really be that mother figure for yeah. me. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But, but still, like, um, that's, that's that is so rare that you're you're one of the few people that I've met. Uh, my, I, you never hear about enough stories where it's a dad that's filling in like that. That's you have the father figure. Everybody is it's it's, you know, the story we mostly hear. And I'm not dogging on this. It's just, it's life. It's a fact. It's, it, I don't hear enough stories about like, yeah, it was just me and my dad. I know my friend Merrill, he, he had a positive, strong father that took his kids and said, you know what? I got to take care of my boys. And you're the only other person that I've been able to meet and, that has a story. And dude, that's powerful testament that, yeah, dad's getting, yeah, dads can it, get it done too. <laughs> yeah. A- absolutely absolutely you know and he was really he was a no nonsense kind of guy i mean he was great great father taught me a lot um he's the one who really kind of started molding my mindset you know for for toughness uh yeah. and i didn't even know it at the time you know i didn't know my dad was molding me for you know for adult life and so when i when i you know i fucked around in school man and ninth grade when i got into high school it was just it was like <laughs> like like i peeped real quick and down here roller coaster came <laughs> ninth grade I fucking made it <laughs> yeah yeah i don't need to go anymore i'm here everything i need folks <laughs> yeah Exit mic drop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fell really fell ninth grade, struggled ninth grade, tenth grade. I looked at my dad. I was like, "Man, listen, um, I'm not going to be. I, I'm not going to graduate high school. I just, I, I just can't." Um, and he's broker. just like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah." I, well, you know, the stress of like going to tell my dad of like, "Hey, dad, I, uh, you know, um." I'm not going to graduate high school. How is he going to take that? You know what I mean? I don't know how to judge my dad about the biggest news I probably delivered to him, you know? Um, So he, he actually, he took it pretty well. He, he, he was just like, "Mm, yeah, kind of figured (laughs) like, like, that's a hard thing for a parent. That's like, that's a hard thing because we know the value like now, now that we're older. um, I certainly didn't know the value of an education back then. And, I was just, you know, I pissed off, I pissed off a lot of teachers and I probably didn't do the best that I could. But now looking back, it's, I didn't have a family that was supportive in it. Um, education wasn't told to me. It wasn't something that was told to me that could be a gateway for me to advance in life. But that's also like a hard thing for a father to say like, okay, like I know my son has talents. Maybe, maybe school isn't right now. School maybe may not be the only uh, option for him. Maybe GD down the road. That's a tough fucking thing. Like, how did your dad navigate that? <laughs> well, he goes, listen, you got 30 days to get shit together. So that's either work for the family construction business or join the military. You know, so I was sitting there going, well, I've been fired and I've quit five times from my dad's 
construction business. Um, you know, probably the only time you can really f- quit and get fired and still keep coming back for a job <laughs> is when your parents own it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's like, cause we have two A personalities, man. And we're like, you know, and he's just a, he's just a hard dude, man. Like he, he had a hard life growing up yeah. too. You know, his dad at 15 was like, drove semi trucks and he's like, Hey, he rolled up. My dad's walking home one day from school. And, uh, my grandpa was driving by stops and says, Hey man, uh, just want to let you know, I sold the house. Uh, you have an hour to pack your shit and get out. Uh, the motorcycle in the garage is yours. If you want it, if not, I don't give a shit what you want to do with it. So my dad's up here going, what? And then his mom was remarried, but my grandfather on that side, you know, wasn't the easiest dude, man. He owned a ranch, 110 acres, a concrete pumping business. And he, uh, he was just like, yeah, no, he ain't coming in here. So my dad's kind of like, well, I can either just go homeless or I do something about it. So he did. So he finished, he finished high school and then he became a firefighter Holy shit. right out of high school. Yeah. So he was just like, yeah, man, I'm not going to let it deter me, you know? So maybe it's in my bloodline. I don't know, you know, because I, I've kind of went down a similar path, but he graduated high school. I didn't. Um, I knew high school was not for yep. me. I knew I was going to be like fucking 21 or something before I graduated, <laughs> you know, because I was not studying. I wasn't doing the right things. I was not doing anything to excel my academic yep. career. So I, I told him and he's just like, all right. And so when I was scratching my head going, well, I'm going to join the military. Uh, because I figured that would give me a way out, you know, get me out of here, a fresh start, um, you know, not only that, but the benefits and uh, go see the world, you know? So uh, my high school counselor, I told her that I was dropping out. She's like, Oh my God, you should not worst decision ever. You're going to ruin your life. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, and joined and well, it didn't ruin my life. Yeah. I mean, it enhanced my life greatly. Uh, there's parts of my life I wish going like, damn, it was hard. Yep. But man, I'm here standing, breathing here today. So that's the amazing part. So I joined in 2000, and uh, I, I was a, a ABF uh, for my first part of the career, and then um, did that. Did went on the ships, um, and then went to operations command in Oklahoma, uh, where I was born, or where I was raised at. And uh, from there, I was like, you know what, I'm getting out. Um, and doing something else. I was going to become a police officer. So I, uh, I got out and my wife at times like, Hey, let's move back to California. I was like, okay. So we did, I joined the reserves and, uh, excelled in the reserves. I mean, reserves are so easy. Um, so, uh, so then my commanding officer, um, he, uh, he's like, Hey dude, you are, you're a pretty good sailor. Uh, da, 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 you're pretty smart. I want you to go fly drones. Uh, for uh, NSW, Naval Special Warfare. I was like, what is drones? I've never even heard of this. Like, what is what is a drone? What time you know, was this? Just, this was in 2009. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drones were getting it. <laughs> drones were getting it. You know, but I mean, like, I, I didn't watch TV. I didn't really play video games. So well, you do like, now. I, I'm like, yeah, you know, so like, I'm like, uh, you know, you know what this is, you know? <laughs> and so he explains to me and I was like, he's like, Oh, it's like a video game, blah, blah, blah. I was like, great. That doesn't fit me at all. I don't think I'm the right guy for this job. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? Thank you. But I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> I was like, right. okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, him, him, captain me five, he flipped the coin. He wins, yeah. you know, that's an easy thing. 
so there's really no argument. So then we went and uh, started uh, flying drones for NSW. You know, we're part of JSOC and uh, had a blast doing it. Went through training and then during training, they were, you know, they're like, hey, we want select people to come out and support the, you know, special forces community. Uh, we were selected, about five of us were selected for it. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into on this leg of the trip, but okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm you know, it's, yeah, I'm in, I'm here. I'm in. So we did. Um, and then did, I was excellent. Uh, I didn't even know I was that good at flying drones. Yeah. Um, so went there and uh, ended up getting uh, injured in uh, 2011 in Afghanistan uh, and just uh, freaking just, you know, the effective fire, man. Those enemies came in, started doing some effective firing, and I was on a little tower and I jumped the fuck off of it and ended up rolling my fucking ankle and tearing ligaments in it. And so uh, and it hurt. Yeah. I was it hurt bad. But I kept going. I kept going on it. I just took freaking Motrin like it was Pez candy and just kept going, wrapped it up, kept it wrapped um, and stayed on for about another three months. Well, inevitably, my decision doing that probably that's what ended my military career because it just did irreversible damage. They did a couple of surgeries um, and then. After my first surgery, they put a boot on it. I couldn't even stand up straight. And then I found out I had back issues. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like a Buick, man. I'm just falling apart at the wheels yeah. here. But taking care of your feet is not on anybody's top priority. I didn't, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I suffered two injuries, both left and right feet, just fucking destroyed. And it, just because you can still walk, like it's insanely painful. But like, well, I mean, I can still walk. So obviously there, there's, there, if I'm still able to walk, then I'm fine. It's like, no, like you're doing damage. You're putting more damage on top of damage. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, though, is, is, you know, we put the mission first. Yeah. We put our guys first. You know, what other atmosphere do you ever do that? Yeah. I mean, really, you go out in the civilian world, you injure your ankle, you're like, man, I need to take a week off. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there, you don't do that. You're like, no, yeah. man, I'm staying in the fight. Yeah, you know, in, I am not even in training, even um, even in training. Uh, uh, one of our other co-hosts, Eric, uh, a horrible ankle ankle injury should not have deployed surgeries, pins, just I mean, still going to PMT and <laughs> like he's supposed to not even be walking. He's supposed to not be bearing any weight on it. But it's like I, you're not going to tell a guy that's dedicated his entire life to being at the the front element of being an assaulter like hey go go rest this one out like no like, hey go sit on sidelines man no. watching on you're tv not gonna, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna tell your team's most valuable senior nco like hey um take a break just don't go on yeah. this one no because inherently all of us want to go and like kudos to eric because that injury that shit like and i was there when it happened and then to see him just push through and just bypass the healing that, and just not listen to any of the doctors, which we all do <laughs> just to be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good to go. I'm good to go on deployment. Yep. It's like, fuck yep. dude. Like you have hardware all over your body. <laughs> it's like, no man, like that's, that's the name of the game at the time. But I think when we, when we go in the civilian community, we see a lot more like you can be committed to the job, be committed to the cause, committed to your, um, co-workers but it's not life or death so that's when it's like okay like all right well you know like it's okay 
it's okay for Tim to go take the the weeks off. But our first responders, I guarantee our first responders are the same way. The firefighters, the officers, the EMT, like they're all the same way. Guaranteed. (laughs) It's mindset. It is our mindset to go in there and complete the mission. Absolutely. You know, not to be a strain on team, to be an asset. You know, it's in service to so, others to be be of service to others. Hundred percent, and you don't want to be the uh, the weak link. And I, I completely <laughs> no. see it. And that's why the the communities are so much alike and so much the same. And what guys go back and forth between the employment, like you see it. Oh, I was a cop first, and it was just it, I, I wanted to serve more, so I came into the military, and or vice versa. Yeah, yeah I was friggin' ranger, and I left and became a police officer. It's like <laughs> once you find that calling and you want to continue doing it like it's a hard thing to, to to overcome or get over like it's it's one of those things where it's like it's it's as long as you can do it healthy and you can do it physically and your body can do it do it but when it's time to walk away please well it's trying to figure out knowing that time yes. right so yeah. when they when they sat there and said hey thank you for your service but you're no longer an asset you're in a liability yeah. now i was like what the fuck like I have never heard that in my life. Yeah. And what do I do? Like I went to, I, I went, I was depressed, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so inevitably they, they medically retired me and uh, got out. Uh, and then I was lost, man. So now, so here I am getting medically retired, actually not too much different than uh, 13 years before when I'm told my dad, Hey, I'm going to drop out of high school, yeah. you know, but except for I have a wife, three kids and a mortgage. You know, so then I, I get, I'm lost. I'm kind of lost. I'm when I get out, I'm trying to figure out what I do. So I go to school because everybody does that for infusion for capital, right? How easiest way to make money, go to college. (laughs) Yep. You need a little bit of coin in your pocket, go to college. You know, so that's what I did just so I can get money coming in. Um, you know, but now I'm just trying to figure out my life. I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. Applied for jobs, man, got denied. Um, and then I opened a, uh, I, I started a construction business in 2015 oh, with shit. my father-in-law and, um, you know, did that and then uh, brought on a partner uh, not much longer after we started, about a year after we started the business and then uh, ended up finding out he was uh, uh, not really doing his part no. um, and he opened another business behind my back. And then, uh, you know, started, uh, started moving money around, focused time and assets on, uh, on, on that business, uh, same line of business, same construction. And then, um, I was on my way to be a millionaire and, uh, and within a matter of weeks, I was $700,000 in Holy debt. Holy shit. $700,000 in debt. Uh, so, so here I am really not much different than, uh, uh, in two, th- uh, not much different from when I was, uh, uh, in high school when I decided to drop out, yeah. you know, except for now I have a ex-wife, I have four kids, I have a mortgage, I have lawsuits coming in. Uh, I'm on the verge of bankruptcy and I'm losing my house oh, shit. and possibly going homeless. So it's um, like the worst country song ever. That's. <laughs> hey, listen, I didn't lose my dog. I actually gained the dog. <laughs> so you know, there's a bright side to everything. Like, man. God damn it, Travis! You know, Trent. <laughs> if, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know. So here, I, so here I am, and uh, so what did I do? I started uh, another business. I started a solar cleaning business, 
because uh, that's just who I am. I didn't fold up shop like, oh, I want to go get a job. I was like, yep, nope, new business. Uh, didn't know anything about solo cleaning. Uh, but then I uh, ended up getting uh, uh, some skin cancer removed off my back. And my dermatologist is going, and this is the year 2001. My dermatologist is like, you probably should find a new line of work. Um, so I was like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. And I actually got the business up and running because I'm a networker and I'm a hustler. Yeah. So I got it was got it full full healthy, got it going. Uh, end up selling that business to another veteran. Um, so now I'm just sitting there drinking an overpriced cup of coffee, and I'm going, "What in the hell am I going to do with my life?" Yeah. Um, so I uh, kind of did what you naturally think I would do. So I went and did a uh, research. I was like, you know what? I think I could roast coffee. How to start a coffee business? I googled it. Yeah. How to start a coffee business? And uh, all right, started the coffee business uh, up and running. Um, but now I'm going through a lot of uh, a lot of emotional aspects of losing the business, um, the uh, the lawsuits. Uh, now they're kind of talking about verges of taking my house because we had a line of credit tied to the construction business, uh, and we were insolvent. So I uh, started kind of navigating through that. Um, and then it just started getting too overwhelming to try to deal with everything. Uh, then my lawyers go, hey, great idea for a coffee business. Don't go making any money. You know, I'm like, why the hell not? Yeah. And they're like, because the state will take it. Because it's an asset. Mm. So here I am in this purgatory state. You know. Running out of money quickly because lawyers are very expensive. Yeah. Um, got this business idea. I think that's great. Um, but now I'm I'm, I'm reeling of the, all the side effects of it: the bankruptcy, the foreclosure of my house. Uh, you know, what am I going to do with my kids? How am I going to get another house? How I'm now I'm going to probably have to file bankruptcy. So started going through that. Yeah, your mental um, health at this point is just at the lowest. Shot. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, not the lowest. So I'm I'm doing okay on trying to navigate those aspects and dealing with uh, you know, whatever they got with the skin cancer and going back every yeah. six months to get checked out. So they uh so I'm navigating this. Well then my son decides to um say, Dad, I'm I'm done with school. And this is his senior year. Oh, four point three GPA. <laughs> And fucking Holy at the finish shit. line this is goes full circle moment. <laughs> full circle. And I'm over here now. My son tells me he, he wants to fuck off and all this. And I was like, dude, you can't. You're at the finish line. Just if you don't want to go to college, fine. Don't. Yeah. You know, but just graduate high school. How do you, you feel in that, GPA. In, that, in that moment, though? Did you feel like, oh, fuck, like. Am I am I betraying my younger self? Am I. Is now you, like I would imagine it's like fuck like, what were you thinking like was it really the best move was it beneficial for me to leave like how was how what was your rationale and what was your final like okay this is what I have to this is how I have to stand my ground on this issue with my son now. It was, it it came full circle, and I looked at myself, and I looked at him, and I was like, and I started comparing myself to my son. And I was like, well, I can't do that because my son's actually a completely different person. We're at a completely different time. Yep. I was like, you know, so I, 
I tried to talk to him and I was like, what's going on, bud? Um, meanwhile, their mother kind of bit mother's addicted to drugs and has kind of been in and out of their life. You know, so there's that side effect and residual thing that's going on with them. And I've been raising them for the last 40 years on my own. Yeah. So I was like, bud, what are you doing, man? Like if I can stress one thing, man, just finish this. I guarantee you, you will think yourself down the line. Trust me, take it for somebody who knows. Well, they started to get addicted to drugs and they start not doing school. And then at this point he had a job and I told him now you have to start paying rent and all this stuff. And then he's like, well, I'll just quit my job. So I'm kind of handcuffed. He doesn't want to go get help. He doesn't want to go get any kind of mental help. And uh, now he's starting to use some hard drugs. And so I had to make the ultimate decision to say, well, uh, I found myself, I found myself just like I was, uh, just like my dad was in Oklahoma, you know, except for now it's my turn to tell my son, uh, you got, you got, it's your time to get your shit together. Well, he didn't end up getting his shit together and I had to kick him out. Then a month after that, um, my, my oldest daughter, uh, tried to commit suicide. And, uh, and I, I, I found her the next morning in a room and, uh, I called 911 and, uh, she was in bad shape. She took about 400 Tylenols or ibuprofen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, wasn't, wasn't a, uh, a small attempt. Yeah. It was a, a, a severe attempt and she was in the hospital for seven days and I was in there with her, uh, right from the get go. And when that happened, um, I was, I was completely shattered yeah. at, at this time. I, I, I couldn't bear anymore. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't think I couldn't, every time I wake up in the morning, I wish I wouldn't. Um, every time phone would ring, I'd avoid it. You know, I couldn't motivate myself. I couldn't motivate my kids. Um, I, uh, I really started hating, hating myself and, and, uh, started looking back at like, well, I'm just a colossal fuck up. I can't do anything right. Um, yeah, all that negativity, all the negative voices, the, the rumination just builds on itself. Yep. That state of purgatory, you can't go get a job, can't go get a good job, can't go do anything. Um, you know, you're in that state of purgatory and you have nothing but time to think, which is very dangerous. So I, uh, so I, uh, I wrote five letters to five most important people in my life. And at the time I, uh, went and visited one of the guys I wrote a letter to, but I just visited him to have a general conversation. With him. Yeah. I'm not talking, I'm not telling about my mental health. I'm not telling about anything like that. Uh, we just had a, just a nice long conversation. And at the end, I told him, Hey, I love you, man. You know, it's been great knowing you. And he thought, and he goes, what the fuck do you mean by that? And, uh, I go, well, I opened up. I, I told him, I go, I can't do this anymore. I'm a hundred percent done. I'm a lousy father. I'm a lousy partner. I'm financially destroyed. I'm absolutely done. I want to end my life. I'm ready. He goes, no fucking way, man. He goes, no, you're not. He goes, look, what do you have going on in your life that's positive? And I was like, nothing, dude. I don't have anything positive going on. 
He goes, yeah, you do. What is it? You have something positive. What do you look forward to every morning? Or every, what do you look forward to? Uh, and I sat there and thought about it. He goes, no matter how small it is. I was like, well, I enjoy my coffee. Every morning I wake up and I really enjoy my coffee. You know, and he goes, great. Focus on that. Every morning for 21 days, wake up, make, turn on your coffee maker, go back to bed. When it's done, wake the fuck up and enjoy the hell out of that fat ass coffee. I was like, all right. So I did. And then stuff started looking a little less bleak. And every morning he checked in on me. Hey, bud, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, what do you need to get done today? You know, he made me accountable. Yep. And I felt like I had somebody in my corner who was on my side. And so I kept doing it, kept doing it. Stuff started looking a little less bleak and started now figuring out the problems, now going through the solutions and dealing with those every single day. And just got deal with one solution, one problem, or one problem, one solution, and kept knocking it down. Yeah. Build the momentum. Yep. Take action. The snowball effect. Yep. Yep. That snowball effect. If you don't take action, you're just going to be in the same spot. You absolutely must take action. So uh, so I did. And uh, I'm doing okay today. You know, I'm doing very well. Um, you know, my kids right now are my two older kids are trying to find their own, own way in life, you know, which is okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for coffee, I, I would have, I, I would have, I wouldn't be here today because yeah. that was one positive thing that I looked forward to in the morning, you know, and people are like, well, why not your kids? You know, why not your dog? Why not your business? Why not your friends? You know, I was like, well, you know, at that time, I didn't feel like I had any of that. You know, I resented my kids at the time. I feel like I'm in this situation because of them now. Yeah. You know, so I started going through some resentment, you know, not really paying, not really, you know, spending time with my kids. You know, I have, I was emotionally drained the moment I woke up. You know, it's like, how do you go about your business when you're already emotionally drained and, people and you're fighting yeah. every single day? People don't stop to think about that. The, the, the mental health of parents is vastly different in my opinion, than what I go through with my, like, I don't have kids. I don't, I don't have that life to constantly ensure that they're fed, nurtured, taken care of. I can focus on me. Like, my wife is a hundred percent stable. I have my own regiment. I have control of my life. If I look back to when I was at my worst and you handed me a baby or a child that needed me to care for independent, it's like I'm drowning and you're tossing me other lives to try to keep like you're talking to somebody that yep. cannot pass the clump test. Like, look, dog, I can't swim. Like, I'm not that dude. I'm not the pool guy. Like, don't give me that. Yeah. Like, But our parents, the, the people are out there raising the next generation of little ones and teens who are also going through a transition point in their own life and, and the hormones and everything that goes on in there. You add in. Com the complexities of mental health and the issues that we're all dealing with parents have it so much fucking harder like I, I i can't i can't tell you that i understand the pain but i i know what it's like to have to deal with the the same issues but i it, i understand it gets inevitably like even more complex even harder when you've got kids right next to you that are also dealing with their own trauma and that's 
dude, kudos to you, man. Like that is a hard thing to do. Like it, it's a hard one because you see their failures, you see what they're dealing with, and that's a direct reflection. You think of me, of my abilities as a father, my abilities as a parent, yep. and I am so grateful that you not only did you get through it, but you're able to see that hey, you are doing the best you can, and your kids are doing the best they can. Like, and that that is a hundred percent, man. You know, we do we take it harder on ourselves when our kids are effing up. You know, we go like, "Fuck, what am I doing wrong?" Yeah. You know what I mean? You could actually be doing everything right. You know, it could be external circumstances. It could be their friend group. It could be a parent yep. not being very active in their life or causing a stressor in their life. You know, and they don't know how to deal with it. You know, and that's that's the thing. You know, but these kids today have a lot more than what we had. Shit. Yeah. You know. I had a pager, you know, <laughs> I never got a naked picture on my pager. <laughs> they have, they have more know? access to resources, but at the same time, they have more access to things that can screw them up and put them in the, in the tailspin of all sorts of issues, depression and anxiety, just from social media alone. Like, holy alone. shit. Yeah. Like, alone. You talk about these fucking influencers on yeah. social media man and they're like oh the only way i look good is botox fake lips yeah. fake eyelashes fake butt fake boobs you know and life bow suction and starve yourself yeah. like whoa no even that for us, is so even, unhealthy yeah even for somebody that wants to be uh, a business owner wants to start their own small business and they 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 go to Instagram or Facebook or, or TikTok to look for inspiration. And you see somebody like, I started my own business in 24 hours and now I make $5 million. It's like, oh, fuck, dude, I don't want to do that. That's not yeah, the reality. That's not the reality. There's, there's, this, there's no. this weird trend right now. And it's, it's really toxic in my opinion because it gives people the idea that I don't have it within me. So I need to look out for sources. No, there's mentorships. There's opportunities to learn. Those are things you need learn and understand oh. how work how things work in the real world what you don't need is somebody on social media saying like i did this in four days and look at all this stuff i'm like the reality of it there's a lot of hustling a lot of grinding a lot of learning on the go and it's enjoyable <laughs> it's hard work but it's fun and rewarding fuck that chick that's on instagram saying that she started an llc with two dollars and rubbing two nickels together and like sells yeah. fucking seashells on the shore like that's not real like don't don't compare yeah, yourself to them. Exactly. Like, fuck, dude. I I fell for the same tricks. I'm like, well, fuck. There's no way I could do what I want to do because I just I don't have what it takes. Well, how the fuck do I know? Because I'm looking at social media and I'm trying to compare myself to these other dudes. And it's like, fuck. Like, no, I, I can just do my own thing. We can all just do our own things and and actually learn how to do your own small business and go after it. Like, that's that's the reality of it. Don't be fucking afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid to take the leap. I, you know what? I, I've never said this on a podcast. I'm going to fucking say it. People are like, how did you get in the construction business? Do you understand? I didn't know anything about concrete. I got in the construction business. And we made, made, mainly did concrete. Yeah. So I partnered up with somebody who did build concrete. So I took care of the business side. But on the backside of that thing, I was out there learning concrete. Absolutely. I was out there placing concrete, doing the job. Because how do I be the best person of, in that company? Learn the job. Yeah. You don't have to become a master at it, but you have to know the job. You got to know the processes. You got to know from digging a footing to forming it up uh, to proper pouring, you know, the proper placement. You have to know those steps in order to be a good 
business owner in a construction business. Yeah. So I wasn't some guru, but I wasn't afraid to go, what I got to lose. So every business that I've started, I started under 10 grand. Oh, yeah. 10 grand. I didn't know how to clean solar panels when I started a solar planning business. There's so much resources out there to learn. I didn't know about roasting coffee, getting the coffee business. Yeah, I was never a farmer. I was never a broker. I was just a consumer. I was just like everybody else who out there enjoys coffee, man. I was a consumer. But I didn't let that stop me. Exactly. I'm starting it. I'm, same here. I had a shitty mic that I got from Amazon. I had <laughs> no idea what I was doing. And I was using Discord uh, to record with a free free bot. Like, no idea what I was doing. Absolutely none. And then I kept telling myself, well, I have to have some sort of degree. I have to get some sort of certification. So like there I am finally investing money on these like really expensive courses going through Berkeley and, and sitting down, having all this time invested in learning from somebody else. And the first thing that comes out of this dude's mouth is the best way to do this is to actually get out there and start recording. And I'm like, all right. Fuck, that cost me three grand. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> I mean, there were some valuable resources in there because then you learn the yeah. artistic side of it. You learn about the, yeah. but all the stuff that I use, all the plugins, all the, the resources for like actually re using tools to record and fix audio and all that stuff. That's just, you learn it. You learn how to do it. You learn by doing it and you research. That's it. Yeah. You can watch, you know, people are like, you know, I, I have, I lost a lot of money in the coffee business because I didn't know e-commerce. I've never had an e-commerce business, yeah. but I, oh my God, I, uh, uh, but the education sometimes worth it. It is. It's sometimes worth it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I know not to do that again. Yeah, say, you know? The same thing. First job that I got offered to produce audio. I didn't know how to, you know, ask for, for money. I didn't know what, I literally agreed to do the job and this is a long-term contract. I agreed to do it. And I was like, you are so retarded. You didn't even ask how much. And it's like, all right, well, Hey, I got the, I got a job. So now I know to ask about the money. money. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I didn't care because being able to do something that I was actually in love with, I actually enjoyed doing being able to have that validation. If somebody saw something, saw potential in what I did, that mattered. That mattered yep. more. And I let the rest, you just learn. You learn how to do it. I, I learned not to get too excited and just hang up on the phone and be like, I got the job. Yeah. <laughs> you got to discuss how much you're going to, you know, get paid to do the thing. But hey, good on you for being excited. That's life. That's it. Be, be willing to That's experience it. that. And a lot of people don't want to just take that leap and bet on themselves because we've been told our they, entire they lives in the military is just, Keep your nose down. Keep doing. Keep going. Keep no. yep. Just keep grinding. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's and I'm like, no. You know, you have an idea. Let's let's hear it. Yeah. You know, and people are like, you know, like I started the coffee business, and they're like, it's so saturated. It's like, well, I'm I'm different than I have a different market. Exactly. And you know, not only that, but at the time when I even started it, it I didn't have the the story. But I didn't even know at the time that, like, holy crap, like coffee, coffee saved my life, yeah. and that was that is the most amazing. Now I tell people, tell your story. How did you get where you oh. where you got? You didn't happen by chance. I mean, some luck and some not, but you took some opportunities that were presented to you. How did you get there? 
because most of us have a really interesting story of how we started a business. Yep. You know, I sold um, an Xbox. <laughs> that's that's a that's a true story of this this small yep. operation. I I looked up the price to start my business, and I was like, "Huh, I bet you I could get that much money for this Xbox." So I sold the Xbox, all the controllers, everything on eBay. And I'm like, huh, "All right, I, I guess I got money for a business now." And it's like that, is and it's it's, it's exactly that type of simplicity that that really is out there for you if you have a dream you have a concept i just started googling i started looking it up and saw other people that were doing it and making making money making a life out of it like there's a guy that has a podcast on woodworking there's an audience for that there's a guy that has a podcast on just growing one specific type of plant like like all right cool so if, if they're able to do it and they're able to succeed why can't i why can't i go after what I love doing, what I like to talk about and what I like to promote and bring out to a community of people that I feel is underserved. Why not? I'm willing to bet on myself. And if I've made it this far in life off of my own hard work, what does that tell me? That all that negative shit for years that was stuck in my head, it's all fucking bullshit because nobody took the test for me. Nobody came in there and did the PT test for me. Nobody came in there, took all yep. the written tests or exams for me in every school. Nobody was there to like, okay, tap out time. Then you get out of the way. Let me take over so you can win. Nobody did that. Nobody did that yep. for you. If you're listening out there, nobody did that for you either. Whatever you have, whatever you've acquired right now, you got that. Your hard work, your determination, you got it because of your, yep, your work. So whatever you want to do in life, just apply what you've been doing so far that's made you successful and go after it. It's that simple. But we tell ourselves we can't do it. I did it for yep. 37 years of my life because I grew up in an environment where like, hey, you're stupid. You're not going to go anywhere in life. You're stupid. And, and then for some reason, when we're kids, that stays up here. And I was like, all right, I guess I am. <laughs> Never question you know? it. Every dream I had was always just sort of distilled down to like, well, I can't achieve that. So maybe I'll just shoot for this. Like, fuck that. That's that's it, man. My, my dad, he was he he was great, man. He goes, you listen, you can do anything you put your mind to. That that was his motto to me every time. Listen, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Hell yeah! You know, you gotta you gotta believe in yourself. You know, there's enough self doubt out there. There's gonna be people who are gonna be doubting you. Who cares? Yeah. You know, everybody, every single person, uh, not every single person, but a ton of people. When I started the construction business, they said, you're going to fail. Well, I didn't. When I started the solar claim business, they're like, what? What do you know about that? You're going to fail. Nope, I didn't. Coffee business. What do you know about that? You're going to fail. Here I am. Like, no, you only fail because if you let yourself fail. You know, and failure is okay. That's part of success. You know, Elon Musk's, the Jeff Bezos, these guys, they didn't become who they are because of everything they did was successful. I bet you if you go read their bios and all that, they probably had more failures than successes. Oh, yeah. Amazon yeah. started so in a one, if I remember right, uh, Amazon started like, you know, like in a garage, you know, I think. That was Apple. Oh, okay. But in Maybe. a small, in yeah, a small app, like right. one room, like it, it wasn't yeah. something that no, none of these companies, none of these people that you look up to, or you see 
or that the books you read, nobody just woke up one day and said, you know what? I did it, baby. This is it. I'm fucking miraculous. Like there's only one Jesus. Like there's only one. That's it. <laughs> but we build it up in our heads. Like, Oh man, that guy, like if he can, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, and, and look at some of the fucking people that, that our media and the pundits say are going to be the next top things. Like, I don't know if you, um, you watch the news or, or seen the, the recent, uh, crypto crisis, but, uh, the FTX crisis, this guy, no shit. this dude, you tell me there's a crypto yeah. crisis. <laughs> Imagine exactly. That. Like, like this guy, complete boner. Like you just put him up on a lineup. You're like, okay, that's a boner. I would never invest any money into this guy. But this dude was projected to be the next great wonderkin. Just a few years later, he's like involved in the greatest scheme and sham of taking millions of dollars. And I'm like, huh, there we go. Or the Theranos yeah. lady, like another one's like, oh, this brilliant woman. She's got the idea. No, bullshit artists. Bullshit wow. artists are out there and they're taking money. So that just tells you right there. Confidence. 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 And yep. have a dream. You could be the next guy yep. that blows smoke up people's ass and gets paid for it. <laughs> just don't that get might caught. be the new miracle drug. Who fucking knows, man? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, to this, this day and age, when shit comes up, it doesn't surprise yeah. me anymore. I'm just kind of like, uh, that doesn't surprise me at all, man. You know, um, but along the way, you know, what's also is important is you got to take care of yourself. Yes. You have to do something for you. You know, whether, you know, what really helped me out was, uh, you know, going to the beach, you know, taking my dog to the beach and walking on the beach, nice. man, get out in the sun, you know, get out there. You know, I wasn't all shirtless and all that, but I'd go out to the beach and flip flops, you know, cause I have a nice little flip flop tan going on. <laughs> you know, I'm proud of that tan. I worked hard on the that tan. The thing about the beach, it's that soft sand, uh, less stress on your ankles, less stress on your feet. Like I am constantly in orthopedic shoes or my orthopedic Hoka slides. That's a plug for Hoka. Give me a sponsorship. No, because <laughs> like, like it's the only time, like the only time I can get comfort just being barefooted is on that nice, soft, friggin' sand, and that's a great place yeah. to go and contemplate and just walk, just friggin' walk. That's man. it. Yeah, I mean today, you know, today, like I still have back issues. I still have my right fucking ankle, my right knee is jacked, but I don't let it stop me. Yeah, you know, I don't let those injuries define who I am. I define the injuries. Yeah. So I still go do mountain biking. I still go paddle boarding. I still go scuba diving. I still go do uh, snow skiing, you know, uh, hiking only when I'm hunting. You know, I don't really enjoy fucking when I'm hiking. You know? <laughs> like, but, you know, hiking when I'm hunting. Yeah. Um, but I still enjoy it just with limitations. I can't go run. Exactly. I can't go do 20 runs down a mountain uh, on a mountain bike. I do five or six, but I'm good with that. Yeah. I get that fix. I get that feeling. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I pay the repercussions later. I know it's going to hurt, but you know what I mean? I'm not going to let the injuries define no. me and stop me from doing things I enjoy in life. Yeah, that's a, that's a great know? thing that, and why I'm a big advocate for mindfulness, because you truly build an understanding and awareness for your body. Being present, being still, breathing, practicing meditation, and really focusing. Like, I never, ever thought and, I, and this is like such a strange relationship we have with our own bodies think about can you feel all the way down to your pinky toes like right now can you sense all the way down i never thought about like being able to sit present and just being able like okay i want to feel and sense all the way down to my toes never did that i never had that relationship with my own body 
And here I am years later, finally learning about meditation, sitting down with two fucked up feet from bad surgeries. And then they're like, okay, I want you to just meditate and focus your attention to your feet. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Why? That's where I have pain. Do you have pain now? Right now, as you're sitting down, do you have pain? Well, no. But that's when I usually, you know, no, I'm thinking, I'm asking you about right now in this moment, sitting down, you don't have, you're not standing, you're not walking. And it finally hit me. It's like, oh shit. That relationship that I have with pain constantly, like I know when I walk, when I stand, when I'm being active, there's pain. But not when I'm sitting down, but I didn't have enough awareness. I'm just always just like, whatever, man. Like I'm just always going to be in pain. No, think of the moments in time when you're not in pain, bring awareness to that. That's a powerful tool. Like right now, I don't feel any pain. Like I, my mind's not focused on it. But before, that was all I was thinking about. The moment I get up, I'll be in yeah. pain. It's just going to be, you need to figure out some way to be out of pain. Dude, you have options. You can do so much and then be grateful for all that time you don't have pain. And then understand that that's not the reality. You're not always in pain. And figure out what you can do without it. Like that was, yeah. that was the biggest thing that like blew my mind that got me like, like seriously hooked and reading. And I'm like, okay. This is some powerful fucking shit. This this like some ninja Star Wars force type of shit. Yeah. This out. I need to start studying this more. And it's like deeply connected to everything. The way you breathe, the way you walk around. There was moments in time where I would just fucking not know where I was at. Just walking mindlessly because everything's just focused on pain. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yep. What was I doing? What was, what was I going on? Dude, like understanding that there's a bigger world and there's uh, an intimacy with our own body that we're lacking is a big thing that we all need to like slow down and understand is like especially if you deal with chronic pain it's like we're always looking for like an external thing to take away that pain when in reality is like dude you can take care of that to a degree yep and be able to understand that you're not always in pain yet if you suffer from back injuries freaking arthritis all those things yeah flare-ups it sucks but part of life it is it is part of life and at the same time like hey it's not going to stop me or you from living our lives like in yep. the days where we can't be as active okay cool but you got to take the good with the bad because some days you feel great and it's like fuck yeah dude like, that's why like ultimately my dream is to get as much more treatment as i can for my feet be able to recover um whether it's through stem cells or whatever uh, prp that i'm trying to get on my feet whatever i can do to finally get to the point where I can like set up that epic hunt with some friends. Cause I got a, one of the co-hosts, Ryan uh, or David, freaking David Ryan. Who the fuck has two names, David? Choose one. <laughs> He's got some amazing property now that it's like, we can go out and hang out and hunt and camp. And it's like, fuck, like I cannot wait to get to the point where I can throw on some boots to go out there and hunt with my friends and be out there in that environment because man there's something powerful about being out in the woods being out being able to hike there's nothing there's nothing more like being out with your buddies campfire and just trading stories getting ready to go hunt like that's an unplug yeah unplug yeah like electronics off nothing yep you don't have that distraction you know just that company you know, or if you're out there by yourself, yeah. just that thought, that time to really like clear your mind. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's the, I, that's why I, I love it. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'd be great to have a group of 
friends to go out with and go hunting with, but um, those are few and far between, especially here in California. Where I'm at. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to bring it up eventually. I, mean, I wasn't going to say anything at first, but man, like we got to, we got to figure out a way to get you out of California. There's got to be, man, we got to rescue yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. Hunting, hunting with Nerf guns suck. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, man, I have, I, man, I have, almost picked up and said screw it i'm going to florida or texas yeah. you know people are like why not back to oklahoma i was like well, you know i don't really like it. i mean i love oklahoma yeah. you're not gonna take oklahoma out of me you know i love oklahoma but i i don't want to go back there yeah you know, that's what draws me to san diego because there's so much to do you know that's you know i tell people i love california and then they look at like surprised you know yeah hell? like oh no he's come you know he's going to the other side like <laughs> no no i just love the state yeah. california there's a, you know, I don't like anything yeah. else about it. There's a lot to be said about what the state offers uh, as far as recreation, parks, and there are a lot of, of people, like-minded individuals within the state, but it it does suck that everything revolves around that weird nucleus of Hollywood where everything, they determine all the rules. They determine everything for the state and what you guys do, and it's like, man, like, that's... It's, well, just, it's getting weird. It's just... Create a new California, make it a really cool yeah. place. Listen, I'm into weird shit. Like, <laughs> I'm fucking down. But fucking California weird, man. Like, like they're on a different weird. Like, I'm like, all right, that, that I don't know. <laughs> In the words of Eric, California, let's get weird, you know. And let's then with it, like, with like dot dot dot, not too weird, just right, not, just the right type of weird. <laughs> That that is that that is it, man. That's funny. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. uh, that's it's. But you know, I I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that day is going to come where I'm going to be, you know, just like everybody else, man. Taking uh, my toys in my truck and yeah, man. scooting out of here because it's it's just getting insane. But it's here. it's but, one of those things where like um, we love the aspect of building our community. So like. We're really big about our peer peer support network. We're really big about having that ability to build and promote, like build your support structure, whether it's virtual or in person, go out there, be vulnerable and meet new friends because that is important. Like we didn't get through our deployments or any of our training by ourselves. We always had nope. a team. We always had people to fall back together on and make it through those hard uh, points in our lives. And being a civilian is no different. When you're finally out and you're finally in that new community, you got to take that bold step out there and meet new people because that's what's going to enrich your life. Like having the connections, having the people that are willing to be there for you when you were vulnerable, when you when you needed somebody the yep. most, you had that one friend. And that's something that we all need. That one person can make the, the it literally made the difference life and death in your in your case. And for a lot of people, that one friend. If he didn't, if he was not listening and he was just microphone, he was just phoning yeah. it in. I, I was committed that day. I was going home and committing suicide Yeah. that day. I, I can't remember what fucking day it was, but that day I was committed and I was going to commit suicide. I was done. But him actively listening and caught the cue of like, something's not right. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask somebody you know, or maybe you even met, but you can see they're in a little bit of distress. Go, how's everything going, man? You doing all right? Exactly. You know, is there anything I can help you with? 
you know, because you'll be surprised how many people go, wow, I'm actually struggling. Yeah. Thank you. And give you a little bit of hope. You know, and that's what I hope my story does is give somebody hope. It gives them of that courage to like, I'm not going to quit today. And it also influences them to reach out to somebody that they're close to. Yeah. And hell, if they're not close to you, you're not close to anybody, man. My phone's on. Call me. Absolutely. I will listen. So where yeah. can we go that, to buy your amazing, delicious coffee? You can go to red, white, and badassbrew.com. Uh, you can also check me out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok. You know, so if you look up red, white, and badass brew, it's on there. I'm on public square. I'm on true social. <laughs> Is there, am I missing a platform? I'm on YouTube. Nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm on YouTube. So, Hell yeah. you know, I'm out there. You can find me. Uh, but to try this badass coffee, uh, go to red, white, and badass brew. Check it out. Uh, go in there. I'm doing a little, still doing my Black Friday sale. So we got free shipping with orders over $45. Hell yeah. Um, and that's going to end, uh, into this week and uh you know go out there and support your community man and have fun doing it absolutely uh we're gonna as soon as we i'm horrible about this because i have not been doing my uh website work for a while because i've just got too many projects i'm doing a lot of writing for you guys on this blog all right i got got (laughs) a lot of things i put out there for you and a new 30-day challenge getting posted tomorrow but i promise this week i will be adding his coffee to our website so you can Click a link and go straight to his. Like, hey, with all the other stuff. So you can just go. If you if you forget where to go, just go to the website with all the resources. And while you're there, look at the Cohen Network. Look at BetterHelp. Look at all the great things we have there because it's for you. Because that's it. I love you so much. Just you. Just you. Just one listener we have in, in uh, Northern <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real metric. I don't know who you are. But I love you. (laughs) You have a guy in Singapore. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I love you. You're you're a value added to this community. And uh, hit us up and I'll send you some swag. (laughs) And I love you too. Too bad I can't ship coffee. coffee (laughs) That that, that shipping pee is going to kill me. But damn it, I'm committed. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on today, man. Um, Any last thoughts? Anything you'd like to share or or any hope you want to give out if anybody is out there struggling, any uh, last final parting shots? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, go out there. You know, you guys served, you have the grit. Don't be afraid to take chances, but also don't lose yourself and forget to focus on you. And no matter what you have going on in life, there's somebody out there that will listen to you. Absolutely. So if you're going through something, pick up the phone, man. That's right. Talk to that friend. And if you need support, hit us us up every Thursday night from 7 p.m. Central Standard Time to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We have our security hall uh, peer-to-peer support group. You don't have to turn on your camera. You don't have to even talk the first night. Just listen and see what it's like. Uh, We have some rules, but just like Fight Club, we don't talk about it. Oh, shit, I just talked about it. Um, Yeah, (laughs) you don't have to feel like you have to share the first night. You don't have to feel like you have to even have the camera on. If you just want to listen and hear what our peer-to-peer support group is like, jump on. The link's on our website. Just head on over to securityhealth.com and go to our support link, click on it, and register. And you'll get a magical golden ticket, all for free, because we're cool like that. 
<laughs> Until next time, take care, guys.